Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. Today we're studying James chapter 3, verses 17 and 18, two of my favorite verses, asking the question, how can we receive God's heavenly wisdom? You see, the wisdom that is from above is pure and peaceable and gentle. It's approachable or easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits. It's without partiality. It's without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. You know, I, I love the words from above much better than from below or from inside or from secret, mysterious bastion of knowledge hidden where few can find it. From above simply means from God. Remember John the Baptist's defense when asked if he was a Messiah? He said, you yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. Yeah, James uses the phrase from above three times in his short epistle. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Earthly, unspiritual, demonic wisdom is not from above. Wisdom that is from above is a wonderful thing. So we see the importance of asking for perfect wisdom from above. When we ask our eternal, unchanging God, he promises to give all we need. His immutable character magnifies the fact that he will never, ever break a promise. Now, James then gives us a list of descriptive characteristics of this heavenly wisdom from above. Character traits that will be evident in our lives as we seek such wisdom. Each of these characteristics are clearly seen in Jesus. I so wish and desire they could be seen in me. Now, here's a convicting test for us to see how we are progressing in Christ-likeness. Remember, God orchestrates all things in our lives to work together for a good thing. What is that good thing? That we be conformed to the image of Jesus, the Son of God. This has been God's plan from the beginning. If someone was to ask you to write a recommendation for a new job you were applying for, how would you like this attached to your resume? I highly recommend, and then a line for your name, for a position in your company. I have known, observed his life for a couple of years and can verify that there is a pure and peace-loving spirit about him. He will never be harsh with co-workers, but he knows how to handle difficult people in a gentle, merciful, and a good way. When confronted, he is reasonable and willing to yield. From everything I can see, he shows no favoritism and is one of those most sincere, real people I know. I highly recommend him for your team. Now, so before going for the official interview for your new job, practice maybe with a self-evaluation test by asking yourself these questions from our text today. Number one, would your friends say that you have a pure testimony? Number two, are you peace-loving and peace-promoting? Number three, do others know you as a kind, patient, and humble person? Number four, would your authorities consider you teachable, compliant, and reasonably willing to change? Number five, are you quick to forgive those who have sinned against you? And number six, do you unfairly judge others or show prejudice in any way? Number seven, do you believe anyone would consider you hypocritical, fake, or insincere? You know, is God's wisdom from above available for all of us? How can we get this kind of heavenly wisdom? It's a good question 
but there is a great answer. Fear God with a humble heart and ask God with a listening ear. Let me say that again. If you want this kind of wisdom, fear God with a humble heart and ask God with a listening ear. Fear God. Proverbs 9.10 tells us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Respect God's holiness by hating what he hates and loving what he loves. Be constantly aware of his presence and power. Love him so much that you dread displeasing him. Fear God. Fear God with a humble heart. Proverbs 11.2, when pride comes, then comes shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. Admit you're a selfish sinner. Be genuinely grieved over your sin. Don't be the superhero of every story. And don't try to top everybody's accomplishments. Proverbs 27.2, let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth. Then ask God, Proverbs 2.6, for the Lord gives wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. After you have asked God, stop and listen. Be quiet for a few years. Lean your heart towards God and listen to what he is telling you through his word, through his wonderful creation and through his wise counsel. And finally, ask God with a listening ear. Proverbs 15.33, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. Proverbs 5.1, my son, attend, pay attention unto my wisdom, and bow thine ear to my understanding. One of my biggest struggles in elementary school was paying attention. It would break my heart when I would get that check minus for behavior on my report card. I was easily distracted and had about a five-second attention span. I don't want to be distracted from what God is teaching me. I must pay attention to God and concentrate on what He is teaching me. Lord, I need you, and I need your wisdom. Hey, our time's up for today, but I hope you will ask God for wisdom today. But remember, this is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a really, really good day.